So it's British Open week, and this week at St George's will be the final major of the year. It's happened a lot earlier than most of us would hope it would, but we're there. Last major of the year, which means it is our chance to get Dave the Bookie back on to give us his tips for the week. Hopefully, he will give us the winner again, as he did in the US Open. So if you are looking at putting your bets on over these next few days, then please, please tune in because this is going to be the right one for you. Okay. So, Dave, welcome back. Have you had any big, uh, big wins since we've last seen you? Tell us some, uh, tell us some secrets. <laughs> um, I have had a few close shaves. Um, I uh, on Sunday I had a guy called Adam Schenk in the John yes. Deere Classic. I wasn't following it at all because I was watching England Italy. Um, but I quickly checked the leaderboard on Sunday and he was leading by a stroke on the 15th hole. And uh, he must have been something like 300 to one. But I, I was just so absorbed in the football. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't tune over to the golf. And I obviously checked it after it was done and he'd been picked by Lucas Glover. So it was a bit of a heartbreak, especially after yeah. the England result as well. So Did um, you have him um, just outright? Yeah. Um, most of my stuff's on Betfair, which is just, straight outright rather than places um and so yeah i missed out on any any return at all it's lucky um, you said that because i've just been looking on betfair because i saw how uh much much better or higher the odds were compared to like skybet but i had no idea how to work it i was looking at like how do i each way this <laughs> there's too many like quarters and ratios and stuff and i just want to know like something to one like that's that's all i need yeah. to know <laughs> I remember a few years ago, Adam Schenk did a little, like a little uh, sketch on Sky Sports about how to hit the perfect shank. <laughs> Adam Schenk, <laughs> and I, I refer back to that sometimes. And it was basically you just like slide into it and like get ahead of it and leave the face open. And Literally, hit, my golf swing. He hit like he hit like eight shanks in a row. It was quite impressive. But just when you just said, it reminded me of Adam Schenk. That's a worrying thing to go out and be like practicing, especially if it's like done the week of a tournament. Do you know what I mean? Like, watch me hit this shank over yeah. and over. Yeah, he's sort of just snap out of that for the competition. I don't know. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I, I actually have, yeah, anyway. Uh, and then one other one was I backed a guy called Minwoo Lee. I think he's playing in the Open this week. And um, he went and won the week after I backed him. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty steady, I guess. So it's all trending um, in the it's trending in the right direction, I feel, <laughs> for this week. Uh, I suppose, yeah, you could say that. Um, it's been over the course of the year. Uh, the golf's done pretty well for me. Uh, much, I have much lower hopes for it, really, than how it's turned out. Um, bookmakers have been getting a lot better in terms of how they evaluate players and what information they use. And I was a bit pessimistic about. Um, how much edge I really had but um, you know it's just little things you spot week to week and that, that's enough to keep you ticking over um, just, uh, teeing yourself up for the Vegas trip at the end of the year then uh, <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll be lucky I'll treat myself with six more golf lessons Harry that, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Harry's race is not too far off yeah no. anyway uh... <laughs> right okay lads so Obviously, last time we had you on, your guarantee was John Rahm. Mm. And I followed in line with that guarantee and had a very successful week because of that. So thank you very much for that, Dave. Oh, no, back, no, I, backed, uh, yeah. I backed everyone but John Rahm. So I had Lou Stazen. I backed Tony Finau, 
who uh, I think he had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? And then um, who else did I? I tell you, I didn't back. Who? So I, I, my, my uh, sneaky sort of shout was Matt Wolf, and yeah. he's, the guy that, he's the guy that you both laughed at me. I didn't back. Adam went away, backed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he finished like tenth in the end, or even maybe outside the top ten. So yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I but he well, just had a good run. Do you know, like after day two, you're like, I cannot believe I didn't back him. Did you back Richard Bland? Yeah, I put a tenner on Richard Bland after the first round. Yeah. And then obviously when he was leading after that, I, but the problem is on Skybet, you don't have any kind of cash out until I think it's either the final round or the final holes or something like that. And so I was there like checking, like, please, please let me cash out. I don't, he's definitely not going to keep this lead. And I think in the end he finished about 38th or something after leading after the second round. He must have, but he's definitely going to Vegas at the end of the year. He's had a hell of a year this year, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, bank balance-wise, that's... um. He's playing this week, isn't he? So, Yeah. He lost his European tour card and ground out on the Challenge Tour for a year or so and bounced back. And, yeah, it's an amazing comeback at the age he is now. He um, must just love, like, just loves golf. He must just love competing. I saw him on Sky Sports today. He's wearing a, a Stoneham hat. This week, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, uh, is, he, is, is he from Hampshire then? He's yeah. Southampton, yeah. Oh wow, um, yeah. Most people his age, you just expect them to sit it out until they can get on the Champions Tour. Um, but yeah, just massive credit to him, and <laughs> I hope they'll see him in Vegas at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I checked his odds for this week, and I think he's about one hundred and twenty to one. So I feel like that that U.S. Open. Uh, Spout has, um, yeah, definitely about half his odds by the look of things. 125, I got him at. Well, I've Is got it? him, I've seen him at. I've, yeah. got, I haven't actually, I've got lots of people this week asking me about my bets and and uh, and and what, what I'm going to bet on. But I said I'm going to wait until we record the podcast before I do uh, any yeah. sort of betting. I usually do like 50 quid. I usually start with about 50 quid. I go five pound each way on five guys, and then I get to Saturday and they've all missed the cut and I stick another 30 quid in and then I just about make about 45 quid back or something. So <laughs> half my money, but I, um, I've had a few good ones. I've had a few, I've had, um, what did I have? I had Danny Willett at 60 to one like when he won the masters. But apart from that, my betting isn't that great with the golf. I get a few good each ways, but no, uh, no wins. So what we went gonna... deep, deep in my Facebook, which I basically don't use anymore. There's a status, which I saw the other day, I think I backed Adam Scott to win the Masters the year he won it. Uh, and I was just, I was a student at this point. And I think I posted, I probably won like 50 quid because there's a tie, probably like a one or two pound bet at 25 yeah. to one. And I was absolutely over the moon. It's just fun to see. I don't know. Now, obviously, the stakes are a lot more serious and it's basically my livelihood. Uh, it's just fun to see how, like, how excited I got by winning what now looks like such a kind of, I don't know, like just a, not a very significant amount. Um, but just, yeah, just pennies now, Dave, isn't it? I was going to say, it's going <laughs> change now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had a, basically an order that we wanted to do things. Um, and we were going to start with some outsiders bets. So um, this was quite good last time, actually, because I was quite proud of my outsiders bets for the US Open. I ended up with, I think, a couple of them in the top 15. Um, and uh, yeah, so Dave... What are we thinking? Outsiders? Bet. Yeah, I've, I've uh, got to bounce back. I think my outsiders at the US Open uh, were Chan Kim and Eric Van Royen, and I don't think any of them were to be seen. I think Chan Kim finished last. I, I, I backed both of those as well. <laughs> um, 
Okay, well, there's one in particular I really like, um, and it's an American guy called Ches Reedy. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking top 20 here. I mean, you, if you want to bet him to win, I still think it's great value, but he's a thousand to one. So I wouldn't, okay. wouldn't you know, wouldn't get your hopes up too much on that front. I'm backing him top 20 at probably 10 or 11 to one. Um, and um, yeah, in terms of what makes that bet for me, um, a few things. He's got a really, well, first it's forecast to be very windy this week, even for like open standards. It's, we're talking 15 miles an hour and by the coast, that's going to feel like 2025. 20, so it's going to have a massive effect on this tournament. And Reeve's got, uh, really low spin rates. Um, so he's he's not one of those guys who's ballooning it up into the air and mm-hmm. uh, having their game sort of wrecked by the conditions. He's, he can kind of hit those knockdown shots and keep it under control. It's a bit like you, Adam. Um, Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Complete polar opposite. Sorry, Karen. And he's, he's, he's kind of one of those sleeper guys who's not had a big result in a few years, but has just been ticking over with, you know, making cuts, top 40, making money, basically, as far as he sees it, but not having that massive breakthrough. So he hasn't, hasn't really captured the imagination of the public, but his averages are, um, are really, really solid. Uh, he actually qualified to make the US Open. I think he won his sectional there. So there's lots of little things that every bookmakers aren't on top of, which um, I think will, will work well in his favour this week. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I'd probably say he's more like seven or eight to one would be fair value for the top twenty. You can get ten or eleven. So um, uh, I, I, that's probably my pick of the week on that on that front. Awesome, Harry. What about you? Did you get an outsider bet? I've got two. So I've got Aaron Rye. So oh, great pick. He is a guy that's he's he's coached by those me and my golf guys. Um, that probably earn more money than he does to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, I think he's 300 to one and he had, I think in the, so he was in the Scottish open and he finished tied 35th, but he's minus nine. Um, yeah, I just think he's a good pick for 300 to one. For, it was quite a bunch leaderboard as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he won, um, oh, what was it called? Um, it was, a, and it was a Lynx course, wasn't it? Was it the start of the year? Oh, was it not, was it not last year? I thought it was late last year. Oh, late uh, last year I'm then. Aware. Um, but he had a really good stretch of form then. I think it was North Berwick. Was it North Berwick? Berwick? I think it doesn't know you say it. But yeah, I know he's he's um, definitely got previous kind of history. At, yeah, at he won the Scottish Open courses. last year in uh, in October yeah. in a playoff. He beat Tommy Fleetwood in a playoff, didn't he? That was it. Yeah. Nice. And what, what, what could you get him actually say? 300 to 1. 300 to one. Yeah. Yeah. And then my second pick, I've gone with Dean Burmester, who is a South African guy. Hits nice. Hit, like I've just watched him play quite a lot. I think he just Have hits. you had my laptop? This is, this is getting weird now. He hits um, a lot. hits it a long <laughs> way. It's, again, 300 to one. And um, he's just, he just seems to have like quite good flight control, basically. Like every time I've seen him on the range, he hits it high, hits it low. He's just, can seem like he can flight the ball really well. So I'd just say for 300 to one, I did look and obviously you've got Willett 125 to one, Wallace 100 to one, but I thought a real outsider bet is obviously Burmester, which is like, and Aaron Rye. I think they're two good 300 to one bets that I think they'll do pretty well. So I, think they, I think they could potentially have top 10 quite easily. 
Was that quite in line with one of yours then, Dave? Uh, I've, I've backed Burmester as well. Uh, and someone else I know, because I know a fair few other guys who uh, bet golf very seriously. And Aaron Rye's name is flying around. So Harry, certainly on the right track. Um, there we go. <laughs> bloody, bloody golf pro, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know it. No, I know. <laughs> oh, so I, I feel like I've got a lot to live up to with my um, outsider bets. To be fair, they're, they're nowhere near as long as 300 to 1. And, and I, I don't actually know the, the odds of them when it comes to like top 20 or anything like that. I only know what their kind of win odds are. Um, but I think the first one I went with was um, Guido Migliosi. So uh, sounds like a poker one. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> well, he came. I think he came. He was top five at the U.S. Open. Was he? He has got some. Yeah, he has got. What's his name? Guido Migliosi. Oh, okay, and so he was the guy who lost to Bland actually in the playoff for the British Masters. So he's got okay. some form. I'm not sure if he won earlier on in the year. Sorry, but, I do um, know who that is. I do know who that is. But I saw him hitting some shots. They had him on Sky Sports today. And he's got this shot in the bag, which as soon as I saw it, I was like, if he can do that every time, this guy's going to be dangerous. He basically. What, what club was he hitting? What's that? What sorry? Was the shot? What was, was the shot? Hole in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just kept hitting hole in one. <laughs> he could do that every time. He's like, hey guys, watch this, watch this shank. <laughs> hit 10 of them. Yeah. No, well, basically, what he does, he tees up at like a two iron about this high and uh he's got i think he's got i think he might have the same two iron we've got harry so he's got that that tailor-made p790 which is just obviously very flat anyway very boring yeah and he hits he just hits down and through it and it comes out like an absolute rocket about 20 feet off the ground and he just hit a bunch of these dead straight at this flag and i just thought at 110 to one and with some good form coming in i fancy that it's not about each way is it um yeah <laughs> there's, there's lots of the guys coming from the states just aren't exposed to the elements in the way that um you know the way that they will be this week and so uh i mean morikawa for instance has never even played a british open uh i don't think Zalatoris has played a british open and you can kind of not say cross them out, but they're nowhere near as potent as they would be at the US Open. And so it makes it's just different golf, value. isn't it? It's just completely yeah. different golf. High balls um, lights. Uh anyway, yeah, on Aaron Rye, I was just checking the uh the tea times because one of the big things at the British Open is the weather angle. And there's been some events over the years, I think there's one at St Andrews, which was just there was such a strong draw bias. And if you played morning one day and afternoon the next day. I think Oosthuizen was in the favourable side and ended up just walking away with the tournament um, because most of the other leading contenders had to deal with bad weather both days and he had kind of fairish weather both days. Um, and so it's something I'm, I'm just manically refreshing the weather this week. And on Aaron Rye, he's actually got the very first tea time on Friday, uh, the first slot, 6.35am. Right. Uh, and the wind is just a little bit gentler at that time of day. And yeah. so... It's that's definitely worth something. Um, there's no um, like there's no uh, spike marks on the greens. You know they've not had that kind of you know they've been just just rolled. They should be pure. They'd probably be I don't know depending on temperature wise. Maybe the ground would be a little bit softer as well, a bit more receptive. Yeah, it's yeah. I, 
all of those things. Um, I think he does have to play latish on Thursday, but that's not so maybe more spike marks and maybe it's a little bit firmer. But playing at the end of each, well, the start of one day and the end of another, like right at the extremes, is quite favourable because the wind just dies off at those points. You don't want to be the nine or ten a.m. tee slot and the wind's just roaring in your face, and then you know one o'clock next day and it's basically the same. What time um, is he off so on Thursday? Uh, I have to go back. I imagine it's probably around the early afternoon. Um, There's something to be said as well for if, if you say play oh, well. No, 11.30 a.m. Yeah, that's a, str- that's a tough one, isn't it? That's like, because the wind's probably going to get up at like, it usually gets up like two, three o'clock. And oh, I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't know. It seems to get up like early afternoon, doesn't it? And then when you, like, I remember as a kid just going out and playing and it would be windy in the day, you get out at four, half, four, five o'clock and then all of a sudden it would die. So, I mean, if he was teeing off at like one o'clock, that might be quite good. But 11.30 is probably not the best time, is it really? Uh, it's, not, it's not fantastic, but he has a favourable one the next day, I guess, 6.30, if you can wake up in time. That, must, up be, that must be why we shoot 85 every week, Adam, because we tee off at 11.30 every Thursday. That must be what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I had one more for my outsiders bet, and I don't know if it, I don't really know if you can class it as an outsiders, but um, I got Harris English in there. Nice. What did you get him at? So he's eighty-five to one to win, and that is on Betfair. Uh, I'm not sure what he is on Skybet, but he's won twice this year on tour. Unbelievable ball striker, absolutely flushes it, um, and. It, I just I don't know. I, I think his I think his game will suit this week pretty well. Um, just so solid from from tee to green. I tell you what, one 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 quick one one quick last one. Um, there's a guy that so basically a guy that I see for coaching. Um, he teaches a guy called Laird Shepherd. Yeah, did he win the English amateur or something? Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, he doesn't. He doesn't teach Laird Shepherd. He teaches another guy that plays played against this Laird Shepherd in the British amateur. And I think at half time, this other guy, I can't remember what his name was, but he was like seven up or something like that. And then this, and then this other guy was again like with I think he was six up with seven to play, and Laird Shepherd won. On the thirty-eighth hole, so he won out of seven holes. He, out of, he this other guy was six up with seven to play. Lad Shepherd won all of the holes coming in, and then I, and, I then, uh, and then and then won in a playoff. So I, I watched that because they showed it on Sky Sports like yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and um, I, I, I actually turned it off when the guy was like six up. So I had no oh, idea oh, that he came he back. Started, <laughs> he was telling me about it and. You think about it it's like um you go like if you win obviously you go to the you go to the masters as well don't you You go to the masters you go to the british open um oh, you get invites for every major other than the yeah. pga on to three each way bets so uh adam do you want to go first give us your three top each way bets my top each way bets so my top the top players i feel are definitely going to finish in the top yeah. probably these, these are these are where you're going to make your money so i'm i'm definitely going to be going xander Xander Chauffele, he's been looking good. Played well again last week. What did you get him at? Absolutely. I have got him at 20 to 1. I've got 18 on Paddy Power. 18 on Paddy Power, yeah. So 20 to 1, Xander. Um, He's got that lovely, like, boring-shaped ball flight. 
And if you say it's going to be very windy this week, I think that's going to work pretty well. Um, played well last week, obviously just racks up top tens and top fives in majors. So I think he's going to be a good bet. Uh, should we go around? Um, yeah, I'll go next. I'm going to go Robert McIntyre. Got him at 50 to, one, 50 to 1. Scottish. Can obviously hit it low. Um, I, I had him in the US Open as well. He didn't do that well, but he didn't like... I think it was on Saturday. He actually started to pick up a little bit and then he fell off. But I think he's got... I could definitely see him winning a major. He just looks so chilled out, so unfazed. It reminds me almost like a bit like Shane Lowry, that sort of like just really level-headed I think um yeah yeah I like just that. feel like he, could, he would be a good each way out 50 to 1 I'd like to have got him at 70 maybe I think 50 is a little you can get yeah yeah so I think 50 to 1 if you can get it any more than that then I think he's a he's a no-brainer but I think there's a bit almost a bit of home bias that's bringing him down there a little bit yeah 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 I mean he is Scottish but um uh... oh yeah true <laughs> <laughs> I completely forget that it's yeah. not him well, no um, right, Dave. What's your? Who's your? Who's your first um, one? Uh, I've got a few in mind. Uh, Tony Finau again. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> you, you, I, I, essentially, until he wins uh, another tournament or even a major, um, we can just lock him in um, in terms of my bets um, yeah. because Cancel so many Vegas. people are betting along the lines of like how how you know. Um, has this guy won this year? Has he won? And Tony Fina doesn't tick that box at all. He just doesn't win. Um, but I don't think there's anything uh, in his game which stops him winning. I don't think he, he has got a technique which sort of collapses under pressure. He's just been a bit unlucky. And uh, I'm basically banking on the fact that the, the wins will eventually catch up with his good level of play. And um, I want to be on when it happens. Um, so, yeah, he in terms of his fit, um, I mean, he drills the ball an absolute mile, which is always handy, especially if you're going to get some of these holes playing right into the wind. You're going to really separate the field in terms of who can reach these long par fours or par fives in two and who is laying up or um, falling short. Um, and, um, yeah, with the exception of the US Open, um, he's been playing very well. I think I played, I played at... Um... St. George's last year. And the thing that I found is that the tee shot, other tee shots are obviously tough. The rough would be nowhere near as long as what um, they're going to be playing it when I played it. I had a few wild ones that I found and made pars from. But I, I, I just thought it was quite like, um, like second shots in were really tough. I thought that like someone like Marikawa, who's so good with his irons, he could be quite a good shout, like, uh, or like Zander Schufle. But I think Tony Finau, I, I don't know, he's not... I don't know. He just never seems to really catch a light, does he? As he's going, he just he just sort of like fizzles off a little bit, or has a couple of bad holes, and then ne never really picks it back up. In the in the most recent, his form on links courses is uh, surprisingly good. I think he, in the Open at Port Rush, he was in the top three or five. Everyone only only everyone only remembers Shane Lowry. He was right up there, and you look at his form on the PGA Tour when. They've had to play on coastal courses. He's a really solid player in these conditions. So, um, yeah, he's not precise in the way that Morikawa is, but something about his game which suits these kind of venues. So, we'll have to go with it. 
Nice. I know what you mean though when you say like you're just expecting them at some point to catch fire and and just win that first tournament even if it's somebody else throwing it away just to give them that belief and then you know you feel like you'd go on an absolute blitz after that yeah he just hits it so far doesn't he he's he's a good putter but um yeah i think it's all there i think it's just it's just that i think you're right it's just sort of that over the line um first one over the line and then he's going to be there i think so what so you, Harry, what could you I... So could as you said you played the course. Mm. Um how much emphasis do you think there was on uh sort of short game versus an ordinary tour track or tough course? Um I would Were say the green small or <clears throat> not not I'm trying to think really. Basically we went up and we played we played Royal St George's in the morning and Royal St Ports in the afternoon. <laughs> so it all sort of mashed into one. St Ports was a lot shorter. Um, St George's was definitely a brute of a course. I played really well and I was one under until I got to the par five. Do you know where DJ and I remember I got on the tee? Yeah. It was where the lodges were, Adam, uh, at Princess. Uh, That's yeah. where that par five is. And uh, I didn't, it was the only, and I was looking at my course planner the whole way around and just like, not, we were just mean, like, we were just knocking it round. But I was like trying to hit good shots into holes and like give myself a good, good opportunity to shoot a decent score. And um, got to the par five, just didn't even think about what I was doing, just got my driver out and just like twatted it straight in the field, <laughs> made a nine. And that's what obviously <laughs> what Dustin Johnson, he made that nine, didn't he? When he, uh, yeah, uh, when he, when he, uh, I think that's where the similarities end, but that's where, <laughs> that's where we both made nines. So, <laughs> But, um, I think the thing I noticed uh, about St George's is the par threes. There's some absolute brutes of par threes around there. Like there's a couple at about two forty, um, and then the shorter ones are very guarded. And um, and like look, I was looking back because I was quite interested to see in terms of like previous um, where like the kind of blow up holes have been in in previous opens, and things that kept coming up time and time again is basically like the par threes people you know really really struggling uh you know over the course of the four days and so it seems like oftentimes whoever plays the par threes actually in doesn't have to be the best but the most steady seems to be up kind of up there so like um do you remember when thomas bjorn was right up there i think there was the 2003 one i think he was leading by a shot on the 16th and then he Left it in the bunker three times. Well, we, we, we actually, we, we actually got a, a tee out and put it where we thought the, the bunker was and we just tried to hit it out of the bunker. And we both hit it out of the bunker straight back in the bunker <laughs> at least once. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a, that's a really tough hole, really tough hole. I think driving as well, like if you, I feel like if you, can, if you just had four really good days off the tee and you hit it a decent length, someone like Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and you had a relatively hot, I know it's like easy to say, like drive it well and putt good. But like, if you, if you, the course, I think if you drove it well in the right positions, you could, um, it could be, it just depends what the wind's doing, I think. But it, yeah, I think drivers, if you can drive it well around there, I think you'll do well. I think, so, um, sorry, on the Thomas Bjorn, I, I heard this today. Um, apparently, obviously, he had that nightmare on the par three in the, in the last round. I think he also got a two-shot penalty for, like, literally attacking a bunker in a previous round. Like, he had another bunker nightmare. Yeah, he made it. Took it out on the sand or something. 
and got a two-shot penalty, which eventually cost him the whole tournament. Yeah, so he, he made, on that same hole, the 16th, he also made a quadruple, I think, in the second round or third round. Yeah. So he was six over for that hole for the week, I think at least six over, and lost by one. <laughs> well, they gave him a two-shot penalty for, when you say attacking the bunkers, you just mean like smashing it, like whacking it? I, 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 don't, I haven't seen footage. It was just described to me. I was listening to a podcast, um, but that's how it was said. Um, he like took his frustration out on I don't know I think he likes it was Sergio. not a rules infringement it full was like Sergio, a... yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but anyway. that's how he made that uh, that quad or um, whatever it was on the two days before Adam give us your next uh, give us your next each ways give us two so we've got uh, first each way give us your next two okay so the next each way I've got Jordan Spieth um cool. Yeah, Jordan was 20 to 1, so same as Xander. Um, and I don't know, I just I just fancy his chances. I think he's his last couple of rounds, his I think his odds have crept up mainly because um, his last couple of tournaments, he's not sort of featured, but only because he's had some bad first rounds. So he's kind of had some initial bad first rounds in the last couple of tournaments, managed to bring it back, managed to make cuts both tournaments, managed to come back up there. Um, and obviously just started the year so well, uh, putting, there's obviously going to be a premium on putting around the links course, St. George's greens. I don't know. Cause obviously I played princes, so I didn't play St. George's and I know the princes, like those greens are what, like wild in terms of the undulations. What's that? Yeah. The undulations on them. And I assume that St. George's is much the same, probably worse. Um, so I just found I fancy him this week. Well, I found there was like a lot of little break-offs. Like, say, if you missed the green in the wrong place, you could be in quite a bad position, basically. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of runoffs, isn't there? And obviously, yeah, there's being a lot of places, a lot of places that they can put the pin, which won't do you any favours. But um, obviously, being links as well, it's not like what they'd be used to if they're playing the PGA Tour. And obviously, yeah. there's you know, it, it catches in rough. But yeah. around there, you miss a green, and you're you're funneling. He's won it before, isn't he? As well. What's that? Spieth has won it before, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think Spieth's got a great he has uh he won it against Cooch. Um like he had that I actually watched it, I think it was Burkdale. Um it's probably three or four years ago. And I watched the video of it, uh must have been, I don't know, a little while back, and it just said something which is really interesting to me. So he was chasing Cooch down the stretch and his mentality was just gain a little bit on Cooch on every shot, just hit a slightly better drive than Cooch. Then he's, you know, you've got 10 yards, hit a slightly better approach and just try and grind back that, that advantage that you were down. Um, and I just think that kind of patience is, I don't know, it stands in being good steady golf in general, but especially at the links course where, um, you know, you're not going to be making birdies that often. You've got to kind of bide your time. I think on links courses as well, you can hit it all over the place off the tee and get away with it. Like you can hit a massive, big, wild drive. You still find it. You won't be in trees. You can hack it out, roll it up onto the green. I think you can get away with a lot more wild. I think St. George's is a little bit different from from what I was looking at today and what I was seeing today in that um, the rough is so has been grown up so high for this week. Um, they were showing Bryson basically tr trying to chop it out of the rough there. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah he, I mean obviously strongest man on tour basically and uh, 
he was struggling to get out of it. So I feel I feel like it's gonna be some good scores, isn't it? I'm quite yeah. excited. I'm really looking forward to it actually. You can usually count on some at least at least one close to ninety in the British Open. <laughs> Adam, who's your who's your last each way? Uh Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas played well last week. I, I, I put him on the same kind of um, as Xander, really. They've got that low draw that they... T- well, or, I mean, Justin Thomas obviously tends to hit it higher as his normal flight, but he's got that little low draw in the bag. It's that shot where he almost looks like he's mishit it because it dips. Yeah. But it'd be an absolute worker around, um, around some links golf. So played well last week. It's just obviously so much ability. So, um, yeah, I got him as well at... 20 so all, i think all of them were at 20 to 1 see i feel like for me like my next two i, I always each way i want to go i need to be over 40 to be going each way because i feel like i just don't get enough back if they if they don't if they don't win if that makes sense but i've got more money on it mate exactly i know yeah but, but i think 20 to 1 is like <laughs> i don't know i've gone phil mickelson 70 to 1 i just look at it and think how can phil mickelson possibly be 70 to 1 with those calves <laughs> oh mate he lost the match Is yeah there... i know i know but i just feel like i just feel like he's at 70 to 1 he's just a, i don't feel like there's many people at that price that you would get that much fun out of i just feel like he could definitely win it like yeah he could definitely win it you wouldn't bet against him whereas i think most other people at 70 to 1 you would bet against winning but you wouldn't want to bet against winning mickelson and I think my, can, I, can I quiz you on Mickelson a bit? Um, were you interested in Mickelson uh, for the U, for the US Open? Sorry, for the US PGA when he was three hundred to one or whatever he was. No, he not really. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just think he's a really good worker. I think he just I think he just hits the ball really well. I think he can hit it hard. Like he just he just gets it around the golf course nicely, doesn't he? And I just think I'm just looking at this for like thinking bang for my buck. If I'm going to pick, stick five pound each way on something, seventy to one, Phil Mickelson could could very well have a good run at it and make a top ten, as opposed to someone like Matt Wallace at a hundred to one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I see that. I, I like that comparison. Uh, I'd more say, who do you rather, Mickelson or say Sergio, who are probably similar price range, and I'd have Garcia there. Um, you know, I'd, I, I would. I'd, I think. I think that you would. I, I would think that Mickelson. I mean, you're probably going to tell me some sort of stats where I'm wrong, but I just think that Mickelson would would win over Garcia. I think. I think he will come higher. Do you want a Do you want a fiver on the I match have a, bet? I'll have a fiver on you if you want. Okay, right. I'm uh, yeah. shaking with you now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Harry, you could have a big week here, mate. You got two at three hundred to one. You got yeah. some seventies and eighties to one. I'll be going to Vegas. Did you, who's your Who's your favourite, mate? You got Ernie Ernie L's on it. My favourite. So I've got. So what have we got there? Oh yeah, um, Dave. What's your? Uh, oh, let it slip then. Dave, what's your? Uh, your each way. Your two each ways. Last two. Uh, well, yeah. One of them's Xander, who we've kind of gone through. Uh, is everyone likes Xander, and the other's Casey. Ooh, oh yeah, um, nice. I like Casey. Uh, and it's similar to Finau in the sense that he's never backed up his ability with wins and, and that makes him much longer odds than he really ought to be based on his talent. Um, and yeah, who knows what will happen with Casey. But um, yeah, uh, I think he's got so much more links now than lots of the top Americans who generally dominate the top of the betting. 
Um, and yeah, uh, I think he's, yeah, I mean, who knows ultimately, but um, he's good bang for your buck. How about Fitzpatrick? Has anyone, has anyone thought about him? I thought about him, but um, I felt like there was too, yeah, there was too many other horses I wanted to, to put my nuggets on. And Victor Hovland as well. I've asked, like, I've asked a few people today about um, this evening's chat and what they thought. Victor Hovland came up a few times. What do we think about him? Dave? Uh, I want to see <laughs> more from him on a Lynx course before I stick my money on him, basically. Experience matters hugely on these kind of tracks. It's like a bit like when you go to Augusta and people talk about, oh, you've got to, you know, you need to know all the breaks. The different kind of experience because it's a different course in the road to every time. This is dealing with the elements, dealing with the wind, um, dealing with like the fact that golf can be really unfair and like the psychology of it. Um, first time or second timers don't like live up to their talent at the open that often. You need a few trips. So that's why Hobland, as much as I like him, I don't think this is his week. Um, I think his, his form, obviously, in the States, and also obviously he won the BMW. Uh, in Germany, didn't he park, park like you know inland golf? Um, obviously, his form is very, very good, and I think that pulls. Obviously, he's pulling his odds down, you know, where he's in those top kind of ten favourites. Um, but really, based on like you say, kind of experience and things, there, I almost feel like he should be a little bit longer, having not really played much links. I thought that I saw him at twenty-five to one, and just thought. He's obviously he's a good player and he's got a lot of talent. He comes up every time I speak to someone about um, about who they fancy this week or who, like who's like the next big sort of name. He hits it so well. He putts great. And I mean, he hits it long, doesn't he? As well, he's not a particularly big guy, but yeah. I just feel like he's um, he's definitely got a big win in him. But maybe not at the Open. Maybe the maybe, the open, maybe the open in a couple of years. But I mean. Yeah, I might be eating my words on Sunday, but I think I don't think. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. On, on the um, psychology side of things, I think he's definitely. I think he's definitely going to win some majors because um, there's been a few times this year where he's obviously like I think uh, it was a concession um, where he, uh, I think he had like a nine or something, but the way he like responded to it, um, he seems quite level-headed, and I feel like that's going to stand him in good stead for majors moving forward. So I, I do think he'll win a British Open. One day, I just don't think he'll be this week. Okay, number one pick. So I'm putting all my money on to win at Royal St George's this week. It's got to be Dustin Johnson, surely. You're taking the words out of my mouth, mate. It's got to be. He's at. He's. I mean, he's he's had he's had good rounds there before. I know, obviously, he's got bad blood with the 14th, but or whatever it was, the par five. I can't remember what it is, but I think he's just he's just so good. And I just think if he just drives it half decent and has a pretty good putting round, I just think he's, I just think he, I don't know. I just don't, I can't see, obviously you've got John Rahm, but I just can't see John Rahm winning back to back. And I just think Dustin Johnson's there. I think he's um, world number one again. A little bit of a confidence boost. Yeah, I think that's, that's who I'm uh, at 20 to one as well. I think you're never going to get Dustin Johnson at higher odds than that. You can get him at 28 to 1 on Betfair at the minute. So I'm going to put 10, 20 quid on that, I think. Okay. I mean, I mean DJ's, the, he can kind of reach levels that 
nobody can live with, probably not even John Rahm, in terms of, you know, he's absolutely on. He could just destroy everybody. Uh, in terms of, I don't know, uh, Martin, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Rahm is still a favourite over him this week. Um, just a better current form and more Lynx experience and, um, I don't know, uh, he's, I mean, his odds have collapsed from where they were before he won the US Open. Um, unfortunately, so I don't really look at him in a betting sense anymore um, because I think the value's well gone out of that price. But I do have him slight favourite over DJ. I think this is about that. talking about talking about crashing odds. I've got a good story here, just a quick one. I am um, Jordan Spieth. So I, I when he won the Masters, I I went to put uh, fifty quid on him to win the Masters, and I think it was at like. I saw it come up and it was like 40 or 18 to one or something nuts. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get that on 18 to one stuck 50 quid on it. And um, I thought, and, and as soon as I did it, um, I realized that I put it on the open. <laughs> so I emailed Paddy Power and I was like, I've put the wrong bet on. Can you just put the money back in my account so I can rebet it? So they did it and then he won the fucking open, didn't he? <laughs> so I had an 18 to one 50 quid. I put the bet on. Got it refunded, oh, and then he won. Was that the year he pretty much threw away the Masters as well? Or uh, no, he won the Masters. I'm sure he won the Masters, and then he won the Open afterwards, didn't he, or something? Ah, uh, okay. Something so, along those lines. He like, I can't. Yeah, I'm so pretty sure that was it. Better even on the Masters either. You just no, 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 no. I just completely yeah. Better yeah. either of them. No, neither of them. No, no. <laughs> nice. So, so, so uh, you're, you're going to go DJ as well, are you, Adam? I'm going DJ as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely not got form. Like, uh, he's he's shown some flourishes a little bit more in recent weeks. Um, but as Dave said, like, when he's on, I don't think there's anyone in the world that can live with him. Right. Um, he finished second here in, what was it, 2011? Um, obviously, loads and loads that's gone past that. But I don't know, I always feel like, especially with Lynx golf, I always feel like... Um, previous history has a you know carries quite a lot of weight with Lynx golf um yeah. and i don't even know if it's just like anic i mean i couldn't even tell you if like the you know stats would back that up when it comes to pj stats do back it up they do back it up <laughs> okay in terms of Lynx golf yeah yeah very strongly and i know like anecdotally if i go to uh, play Lynx course and i've played it before um and i played well there i'll always typically tend to play well there so uh, yeah, and I, obviously on the on the uh, the higher end of the skill level, I can just only imagine that comes into it a little bit more. I think Lynx golf is so much fun. Like it's fun, it's it's better to watch, it's better to play. I just think it's like I I mean obviously there's certain golf courses, but I just think like next to the sea, winds blowing, I just think it's great such a such a such a like ball i don't know it's just running different shots in not being able to just sort of like i remember the first time i played at carnoustie like the, the i remember being about 120 out and i was into wind and i thought i'll just try and be clever and like knock a nine iron down and i just hit it missed the green like 60 yards left and played with this guy who's off 18 next to me and he's got his five iron out and he's pitched it up to about three foot and he did it the whole way around from 100 yards in and he didn't really hit anything higher than like a seven iron and it's just um it's just so it's just so much fun i think it's much more i think it's definitely the rawest form of golf definitely i think you can piece together around 
better in Lynx golf when you haven't got your A game. Yeah, yeah, you can scrap it round. Definitely. You can definitely scrap it round. You know, you can punch it round, you can be running it up to things. You don't have that same like if you're hitting it poorly and you're having to essentially, you know, pitch it all the way, there's not as much room for error, I don't feel. As when you just got to bump it up, use some slopes. I don't, I don't know if you remember where that uh, that year when the the guy uh, Todd Hamilton, he was essentially I think he was a, an American club pro, and he won, and he was obviously going going up against Els on the last day, and um, I just think if you would have put him on a links course, uh, like a like a like a Parkland course or like a course where it was just target golf, Els just would have ripped ripped him to bits, but. Because it was like it was completely different. It was windy. He was getting his hybrid out. He was chipping on with his hybrid. It was just such a such a cool round to watch. And I think it just gives. I I, I always feel like Lynx Golf sort of gives the gives the guys like your Aaron Rise, the Dean Burmisters, and even like for like all, all, even like the um guys that you perhaps even haven't heard of. Like they they can sort of sneak up there a little bit and just have a few good days. Yeah, uh, massively. Like I, I just thinking before you even like when you were talking about Laird Shepherd earlier, so many times, especially on the first day, you've had an amateur leading or really near the front yeah. or near the top. And I can't really remember that the US Open or the Masters ever. No. And the open it happens almost every other year. Yeah. And that's it, because these amateurs come straight from playing that you know, they've been playing these courses on their rotations in top top, you know, stages of the amateur game. Yeah. Um you know, very recently, like you say, like Laird Shepherd, he you know been playing Lynx golf recently. The standard, you know, at the British Amateur to win, you're going to be playing some good golf. And I, I, I always feel like that gives actually amateurs a much better chance, especially if coming kind of top twenty um, this week as opposed to any other week. Yeah. So, Dave, who was your favourite? Did you give us your favourite? Was it John Rahm? Sorry, yeah, Rahm for me. Got you. You're backing up um, from last time. <laughs> Dublin. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, people want to like have an interest on Sunday. I think John Rahm's the man. I won't be betting it myself because um, it's not really the game I'm playing. But um, if you want some entertainment, I think Rahm's the man. I've just, I've just. Uh, Put Laird Shepherd first round leader into my uh, my bed. <laughs> hey, there we go. So I've got at the moment. I've got Dean Burmester, Aaron Ryan, Laird Shepherd. I'm going to add a few a few in there. I think off the back of um, Dave's silence, I think Phil Mickelson might be off of my uh, off of my. Well, we don't want a repeat bed. of Matt Wolf, where I say something and then you take him out. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, also, one legend pick. Who's our legend pick? That's what we forgot. We forgot on that. Yeah, that, I felt like we should save that for last, definitely. Okay, right. Legend pick. Someone who I would love to win, and I might even shed a tear if he does. It's got to be Richard Bland. Oh, mate, you keep nicking mine. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, he's led He's led the uh, the Open before. Is he? When? Yeah. 1984. It was something <laughs> like that. If you look at his Wikipedia... Was it really? <laughs> You look at the grid of, they do the grid of like his major appearances and he obviously had the US Open this year and it's just all grey crossed out apart from one British Open in like the 1990s. Brilliant. He basically only had a handful of major appearances. I think it's, I think it is, um, do you know what? I'm going to have to check it because I think it was early 2000s. Um, 
And obviously, it might have been this course because that was 2003. I'm going to have to Google this now. Richard Bland, British Open. Don't worry, I'll edit all the... I've the... got... Oh, okay, there's a few. He's played the British Open, missed the cut in 1998, and he's played it in 2017 and came 22nd. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. So when was he leading it? It must have been there. Maybe... It must have been there. Maybe bombed out when he... Maybe. That'd be a shitter, wouldn't it? If the year he did lead it, <laughs> he missed the cut. No, can't. Surely not. Uh, Dave, have you got... So what I would like is... Give me a legend pick. So obviously myself and Adam have gone straight in for, for Richard Bland. I want a legend pick. And then I want an outsider... Uh, like a like a mental one like that like that go last last time that you said the guy that was from Japan and then I put money on him and he just lost <laughs> okay, so um, losing bet <laughs> yeah yeah okay I've got a few okay well sentimentally there's no betting really involved in this but sentimentally I really want Lee Wesley to win ah nice um and uh I really wouldn't recommend putting money on that because. Um, lots of people bet sentimentally and his odds are way shorter than they ought to be. Um, but it's a great story if Wesley could do it. And this is probably his best chance of doing it um, in terms of his experience and his know-how. Um, in terms of a real rank outsider, um, I've got a guy in mind called Harold Varner. Um, it would be massive, massive odds. Um, similar to Ches Reavy, probably could pick up from top 20 on him. He's got a lovely sort of stinging ball flight. He played well last week. The concern I've got is potential jet lag because he was in America on Sunday evening and now coming to play the British Open. And it's whatever it would be. So it's uh, west to east, which is like the nasty way to fly jet lag wise. And if he can overcome that, which is a bit of an unknown, I think he's uh, I think he's good value. So Harold um, Varner, did you say? Harold Varner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's very consistent on the PGA Tour, definitely. Um, one other thing I'd like to throw out there is actually something Adam mentioned, and it just reminded me, is the length of the par threes. They're all absolute beasts. I think there's only one under 200. Um, or like, I don't know, 190 might be. So anyway, you can bet on there to be no hole-in-one this week. And I've done this a few times before when, when I see path, you know, courses with par threes like this. and very difficult to model it or price it up properly, but my instincts tell me that it is a good bet. No hole in one. It should be around even money or 1.8 decimal odds. Um, so I'm going to put something behind that if I, if I can. Nice. Do you know what? I've got a couple of stats to finish off, actually, which, which ties in very nicely with pretty much all of this. So um, in 2011, the only hole in one was made by Tom Watson. So two years after he nearly won it, <clears throat> hole in one round there. And then Harry, you'll like this one. So uh, the last two winners of the uh, Open at St. George's, Ben Curtis, 2003, he was 396th in the world when he yeah. won. And then Darren Clark in 2011, when he was 200 to one that week. So it's it's a week for long shots, mate. That's I think Darren Clark is the one that um, it's when... Um... Dustin Johnson bombed out. Yeah, it was. Sure. Yeah. I think he shanked his second shot with a four iron. 
Yeah. I know he put it in. I know he put it in the um, the canal with his two iron, and I think made like a nine or something. Yeah. Right. Well, there we go. Sorted. So we got our picks then. I think we've got loads there. <laughs> I think about half the field have turned up. Basically, Dean Burmester, Aaron Rye, Laird Shepherd, all to all to win. Thank you very much. Straight to Vegas. Let's go. I'll see you in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> knowing, knowing, knowing what everyone said, we the only player we haven't mentioned is Rory McIlroy. It's basically curses it. He's going to go and win now. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see it. I want to see it. I just, I do like McIlroy. I just think he's a bit miserable. Uh, I just think he's. I just think he just could be a little bit happier. But I suppose then there's part of me that thinks, come on, just have a bit of a, be a bit happier. But then there's other parts of me that thinks he's not really paid to be happy. He's a golfer. That's his job. It is what it is. I just feel like he's, he's a, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mate, I, I have no idea what you mean. Did you no see, the, uh, did you see, did you see the video um, from the Scottish Open of that random bloke just coming up and I've taking it? I did yeah. say that. I did see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what I mean is like, Macro, I just think like crack a smile. Do you know what I mean? Like the guy's obviously going to get taken down by security. And Macro <laughs> just sort of looked and then just, Almost just carried on with his conversation, like like he wasn't going to be that bothered or anything. It it was just so random that I don't think um, anyone they they actually knew what to think. I think they just thought he was some random bloke who was um, just checking the clubs because they have that, don't they? They have people who check what's in the bags, make sure like for like statistics for the week and stuff like that. Most played irons and all that. Um, but apparently, he was just absolutely hammered. Yeah, he d- he didn't look it though. He just looked a bit strange, didn't he? So Dave, when's the next major? Uh, it's gonna. It's a bit of a drought after this. It's all the way to the Masters next year. Uh, so, right. well, we've got April. to have you on before then. What's when's the next big tournament? Well, the, fancy? well, the Ryder Cup is a pretty big. Oh tournament. my god! Uh, Absolutely. Yes. We, we said three, uh, we could do a three-day special. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a ton of alcohol, a ton of caffeine, and we just go all the way through. Yeah, it'll be in America. So um, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, I can combine bet, it with my Vegas trip. If my bets, yeah, if my bets come in this week. I'll take us. All right, then. that's <laughs> it. We heard it here now. Right. Cheers, guys. Have a good right. evening. Cheers, guys. Thank awesome. you. Cheers, guys. Later. See you soon.